and welcome back finally to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Reese, and yes, uh, everything is over. The show is finished, so I am now back. My voice is back, and time to put out some more episodes of the podcast. Um, no surprises. What the first thing I'm going to tackle when I come back is. Uh, you'll have seen it in the title if you're on this podcast. It is going to be a coronavirus or COVID-19 update because there are a lot of things for me to cover on this particular episode. Um, we will start uh, at sort of the most recent uh, development with COVID-19 or the coronavirus here in the United Kingdom. As I speak, as I record, in fact, uh, the Prime Minister, the Chancellor and the Chief, uh, I believe it's the Chief Scientific Officer, are at their podiums in Downing Street giving a press conference or a press update. And uh, today's announcement was that the Chancellor has essentially released about £330 billion into the coronavirus effort. Uh, in order to provide security and certainty for businesses. So he has um, made some changes to business rates. He's built on some of the policies he announced in the budget. Um, and the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, has been fairly active in defending his, his actions, um, trying to keep businesses who are going to be very much affected by the travel restrictions or the lack of confidence uh, in the economy at this time of coronavirus, uh, trying to keep them afloat, uh, focusing more on small and medium enterprises to try and keep them going because they are incredibly important in the uh, economy. Um, aside from this, the Prime Minister is up there at well. Uh, he has been saying the government will do everything or whatever it takes uh, in order to combat the virus. Um, Boris Johnson's approach has actually come under uh, a bit of stick from, well, uh, he's come under attack from uh, areas of the scientific community. Uh, I will say, however, there are areas of the scientific community that will support his point. Otherwise, the UK's chief science and chief medical officers would not be supporting this approach. Uh, But there have been some people saying that the government should have acted more swiftly and that they should be acting more forcefully, doing a sort of a a French measure. Uh, I'm going to go on to talk about France and their response shortly, but going into a sort of a a total uh, lockdown mode uh, areas where the military are being used to sort of enforce that military and the police being used very much to enforce uh, this public health outcry that's coming from France. Um, But... Boris Johnson has been talking a lot about herd immunity, trying to make sure that social distancing is increased so that people can avoid the contact. And I think there was a a good analysis of this, uh, an accompanying image and caption. It was an image of matches where there were nine matches in a row, four matches were burnt, and then there was one match that was out of sequence. It was pulled down uh, at the top. Uh, These nine matches were in a line four matches on one side, one match creating a gap by being placed sort of a bit lower down, and then the other four matches, it said the the one that stayed away protected the rest. Uh, and that's been a much shared image, and I think that's sort of the approach that the UK government is trying to take, trying to make sure that there are those breaks, this social distancing and self-isolation happens, so that um, 
a large percentage of the population don't have to come into contact with it uh, and obviously the hope will be that those who do come into contact with it will be able to fight it swiftly. Um, the government say they are looking at a vaccine and they are very much in the development stage of it but there is a major, major caveat to that because it will probably take a year, 18 months, maybe two years. Um, we don't really know. It depends on uh, a number of different factors. But it will take a long time to actually get that vaccine out to people. So this will have to be um, a, a non-vaccine or a vaccine-free approach to COVID-19 in terms of the UK government response, certainly for the next year, probably year and a half, uh, in fact, probably more than that. Um, I did mention earlier about the UK's financial response. Uh, it's interesting as we're comparing the UK's response in terms of um, lockdowns and closures to other countries. I'm just going to have a quick check at what other countries have been doing with their financial responses. Um, because the government, as I said earlier, a £330 million package to support businesses. Uh, globally, we are looking at Italy is promising to inject liquidity. Uh, they're trying to put up about €340 billion Euros in cash flow. Uh, obviously, they've been hit very hard, and we will talk about them a bit later on. Uh, the Spanish Prime Minister said the government will spend about €200 billion Euros, uh, on trying to help the state absorb the shock of this. Uh, France has put forward um, around, I think it's nearly 550 billion euros in support, um, split up into a 500 billion pound mega package, uh, a 2 billion euro uh, small restaurant and tourism package, and a 45 billion euro small business package in Paris. Uh, that's just in Paris alone, that 47 billion. The rest of the 500 is a federal one. And then Angela Merkel has promised around $550 billion in government-backed loans. President Trump is looking to approve an $850 billion package in the U.S. economy. And Japan is preparing a package of about $193 billion, which could include actual physical payments to households. Um, those financial measures are sounding drastic uh, because they are. This, this will take a hit onto the economy. It is hard to deny that this will dampen demand um, it will disrupt supply chains but the thing is that the economies will probably get through this uh, there will be very few economies i believe who will be unable to absorb this shock as long as it stays roughly on the predictions um, of course if it drastically escalates then we could be looking at a far different scenario but until that point uh, we have to work with the scenarios we have and at this moment on this current forecast it looks like all economies are suited uh, to uh, announce these stimulus packages which should tackle uh, at least to some extent the impacts of COVID-19 and their impacts on the economy. Uh, now as the UK is the outlier in terms of what they've asked people to do uh, or it was until yesterday uh, the UK has not yet closed schools. The UK has only just put out uh, advice saying against um, crowded places, so pubs, clubs, theatres, um, things like that. And again, it's only advice. It's not being enforced yet, although the UK has recently announced that they will be withdrawing any emergency services help for large meetings in sort of a... Um, a step towards forcing their closure. Uh, 
as the UK is the outlier, let's try and have a look at some of the other areas. So a lot of countries in Europe are undergoing lockdowns. Germany is closing its borders. France uh, has announced yesterday, a or starting at noon today, French time, a state of pretty much complete lockdown. They have to get police dispensation or special dispensation to leave your house. Um, and it has to be with a good reason. You are essentially militarily or at least police enforced in most areas. There are lockdowns, schools are closed, restaurants are closed. Uh, uh, pretty much everything in France has just ground to a halt whilst the government tries to work on um, how to combat this. They have said that this is the way they feel they will combat the disease or the virus best. Um, and it will be interesting to see how this plan works. We know that Italy has gone into lockdown. Um, Italy, the worst affected country in Europe, certainly, and I believe it is at the moment the worst affected country outside of China. Uh, the number of deaths has passed 2,000 now. I think it's over 2,150 as well. And Spain, uh, another heavily affected country in Europe, uh, the death total there is nearly 500. But it is also important to realise that these public health measures by these countries is minimising that total. Most of these efforts are being shown in some way, shape or form to work. Um, the governments tend to be at least acting positively in terms of how they're tackling it. No government has yet um, had an unintended consequence of spreading it further. So we must uh, take stock and realise that the governments are making these steps in uh, public health, public-spirited uh, means. If anyone listening to this is in one of the countries where they are under a lockdown, follow it. Um, all it takes is uh, a couple of people or uh, a group of people to not follow the procedure for it to become rendered null and void. So the advice would be from myself to listen to the government advice because they will be listening to their scientific advisors, their medical advisors, um, any logistical advisors. Uh, whatever they do, they will do it in the best interests of the nation. No matter what your political persuasion, no government, it would be inconceivable to argue that a government wants a pandemic or an epidemic in their country. So you have to trust that their judgment is uh, or their decisions are being made out of this judgment to try and do what is best. Um, where people are in lockdown, where people are in self-isolation, uh, if there are things you can do for people who are potentially more vulnerable, offer to do it. Uh, if if you can, it would be a kind thing to do. It would be probably the right thing to do. Uh, some people won't be able to do some of the things they were doing before. A lot of people will probably be very seriously impacted by this virus. Now, that's not to spread fear, that's just to say that this virus will have ramifications. It will cause uh, disruption to people's everyday lives and it will, yes, it will be disruptive. But this disruption now, on potentially a large scale, but over a what we're looking at probably a, a couple of months of acute disruption is far better than the spread of a pandemic that would possibly wipe out 
those people at risk because it is seen that those people with high risk factors are particularly vulnerable so it is far better to have this disruption now than to risk any possible worst case scenarios from the spread of this pandemic. So the governments on the whole seem to be making steps to tackle this in sensible manners. Um, the US again taking a slightly different response to some of the other countries but there has been disruption in the United States as well. Um, it's actually caused disruption to the democratic primary process. Uh, Ohio has cancelled its democratic primary so that's one less thing to cover on the 2020 vision segment of this podcast but again whatever the advice is in whichever country you are in follow it because they no matter how much you question their judgment they are listening to the advisors who know what they are doing Um, things will change there will be a number of scenario changes in the next few days and weeks certainly in the uk where i think most people are expecting schools to be closing. Uh, I think there's an article recently, many schools will have to shut in days, uh, according to the Association of Schools and um, Association of Head Teachers. Uh, it's looking likely that there will be some serious changes, uh, but whatever happens, again, I reiterate um, I definitely follow any advice you are being given from your respective governments, your health services. Um, wherever this advice is coming from, if it's coming from a place of national authority, follow it because it will be for the best. Um, now, COVID-19 is spreading, but these actions are being taken now to alleviate the pressure on health services they're being taken now to minimize the risk for the elderly and those most at risk because there are risk factors that are much higher for those people in pre-existing health condition groups or in higher age brackets even if you do not exhibit symptoms if you are told to self-isolate if you are uh, under a an enforced quarantine follow it because you can still be a carrier and not uh, be exhibiting the symptoms so it would be irresponsible to not follow that advice Um, all i will say now though is that i will do my best to keep people updated on this podcast we'll be back as far as i can tell for the foreseeable future with hopefully daily podcasts again Uh, there will be covid19 updates there will be updates on anything else political that happens uh, across any of my other topics, the Labour leadership uh, election. That, interestingly, could be cast into some doubt, as they were meant to have a meeting to announce the leader on the 4th of April, I believe. That could be um, could be in doubt, but I will keep you updated on anything that happens across any of the topics. And if there are any other political issues that need unboxing, please contact me. The uh, Instagram handle is at politicsunboxed. Um, you can find email addresses on there. You can find contact details on there uh, you can also get in touch through anchor uh, i'm available on spotify radio public pocket casts breaker um type into google politics unboxed and you'll probably be able to find some way back to my main account but all that's left to say now is thank you very much for listening uh, i will see you around for the next one and goodbye mm-hmm.